1: And the goal that we have is to provide our listeners with some really good facts, some really good stats, and great information so that you can all make really good informed decisions. And to help me with that today, we have a very experienced realtor and guest on our show, Rip Havdi. Good morning.
0: Morning, Don. How are you doing today?
1: Great. Rip is a realtor with Remax Gold. Yes, sir. And you've been in the business years.
0: Long time, more uh, than months. Uh, ten years of lending, and uh, now ten years in real estate. So,
1: ten years. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Where were you a lender before?
0: Uh, Valley Wide Home Loans with Craig Barton, and then Guarantee Home Loans.
1: Oh, great! Yeah. You know, I used to be a lender. Yeah. This is back in, gosh, it was when in interest rates were seventeen and a half percent. Yep. We didn't do a lot of loans. No. <laughs>
0: We, but, should, we should talk about the old days so the new folks remember how bad it was. So my, when I bought my first house in 1986, percent interest. hmm.
1: And you were probably happy to get that. I was ecstatic. Yeah, because it had probably just <laughs> dropped from 13.5%. Yeah. <laughs> and that really is something because with that great of an interest rate, it you have a lot of your monthly earnings going to some bank over on the East Coast. Yes. And it it affects affordability.
0: So my my I remember still I still remember the payment 428 bucks a month. And that doesn't sound a lot like t- that in today's money, but back then it was, it was a big chunk.
1: Mhm. Yeah, cuz we didn't make as much back then. No. I mean, nobody did. Uh probably minimum wage was oh. $4. Yeah, or... I think 4.25. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, what was There we the... go. Um, little interesting tidbit here. What was the first minimum wage you got paid?
0: Um, I think it was for free working for my mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, uh I started out like most of us back in the old days working in the cornfields in Illinois where I grew up. So we started at 11 years old. My first real job was at uh, delivering pianos at 14. Uh, I think it was a dollar an hour. And then uh, when Wendy's restaurant first came out, $1. 65. All right.
1: Okay. So that's where I started. It was yep. in the buck era. Yep. <laughs> okay, I am going to throw out some interesting stats. And I say interesting yes. today because this was an eye-opener. You know, normally when I pull these stats, it, it follows a trend. Yep. We may have a shift in the shift. I, I don't know. Let, let's see. Let's see. And I'd love to get your take on it. So what I did is I pulled January statistics for um, the last four years. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm going to go through the easy one first, which is um, how many solds. But then we're going to get into price changes, and then we're going to get into time, days on the market, and then a thing called month's supply of inventory, which tells you where you're going. And that was the eye-opener for me. Okay. Because we've been growing on month's supply of inventory. Went from like one and a half months. It grew to two, two and a half, three, three and a half. Wait till you hear where we're going with this. I'm excited. (laughs) Excited. I don't know if that's a good word. But anyway, I mean, after all, they are just numbers. Yeah. All right. So, we all talked about the market shift. Correct. And it's like, Whoa, what's happening? You know, things are slowing down. And sure enough, they did during January for closings. For closings, we had four in the city of Fresno and Clovis, we had 428 sales. That was down 7% from January of the year before. But the three previous years, so you can see this is nothing earth-shattering. We were at uh, 460. The year before that, 456, and the year before that, 462. I mean, it's just all right there. And, and to drop 7%, it, that's not a tremendous thing. What, no. What's your take on that?
0: Well, you, you and I saw a presentation a little bit ago about the numbers going back 5, 10 years, and the numbers we're seeing right now are exactly almost exact same from 5 and 10 years ago. So we see the shift in the market, but um, I personally think that um, what I love about Fresno is we're kind of isolated from the rest of the state, and we have a lot of reasons why we're isolated. I feel. But what um, are some of those reasons? Well, okay. So first of all, you have everybody's talking about the market shift in Sacramento, San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, which is true. We see that in big numbers, but in Fresno, we're kind of an isolated community because uh, we have some. Um, Very low inventory, in my opinion, which I've been tracking since I started in 2008 in real estate sales, which was the best year to start real estate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you had to learn to run fast.
1: Well, you're almost like me then, getting into lending when it was 17.5%. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Boy, let me tell you that. You learn a lot, though. Um, So what I see is um, being Fresno, Clovis, uh, Fresno County. Here we go. So you have um, new home sales that a lot of folks are going to. You have um, wages that are still lower than the rest of the state. And now we have outside influences coming in from investors or homeowners from San Francisco, Sacramento, or bailing out of there, and they're coming here. So I see the investors picking up. Inventory is still light. Um, The one comp I've done since I started real estate was I do single-family, Fresno, Clovis only, and PUDs. And yesterday, there were 1,146 homes active. That's it. So I think that's why we see the numbers for us being a little bit more stable uh, between the buyers and sellers.
1: So I like what you're saying. We're a little more stable yes. than, um, let's say, Silicon Valley. Yes. Where, man, they shot up like a rocket. Yep. But um, at some point, they got to fall like a Correct. rocket, too.
0: Everything that goes up must come down.
1: Okay. So year over year, or no how would you say it, month over month, yes. Um, January sales were down 7%, and yet the median price was up 6%. See,
0: that's interesting. That not that the first time in the past few months that's gone up? Mm-hmm. So it was tipping down a little bit, so that's good.
1: Yeah, it, and it, it's kind of consistent over the years because um, that one-month rise, um, ex, uh, excuse me, the year-to-year thing, it, the median price is up 6%. The previous year, it was up six percent. The previous year before that, it was five percent, and then nine percent back in 2016.
0: Yeah, taken off.
1: Yeah, right. So that's pretty sustainable.
0: I think so. I think that's why I like Fresno. Like I love our market because it's just a great, nice, easy market as far as the prices. I don't hear a lot of folks talking about the shifting market. Uh, possible market uh, issues, market fluctuations. Everybody sees their 401Ks and their stock portfolio going up and down almost daily. Uh, but that's what I like about our valley is it's just we're not – it's not going crazy here. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps going nice and easy.
1: Right. And, and so the words you used before when we were talking about sales, mm-hmm. the number of sales, was stable. Yep. And yet that median price going up six, six percent, yep. um, th- that shows stability. Now let me throw an interesting one out there. Days on the market. So, um, this year, 72% of the solds were on the market for 60 days or less. So 72%. Last year, that was 82%. Yeah. So it is taking a little bit longer to
0: sell. Correct. And I think that's all. We're going to talk about that more in depth here. But I think you're seeing, um, I think possibly that could have been the rate increase, the interest rate increase, and also with the government shutdown uh, might have affected that number a tad. Mm -hmm. But I think what it is you're seeing some of the uh, sales from the medium price and under Selling quickly, and then the higher end probably slowing down a mm-hmm. tad.
1: Okay. What, why would the higher end slow down more?
0: Well, you have the, the typically higher end buyers. They're looking for a home, ready to be moved in, uh, has updates, uh, priced right. And we're seeing a lot of homes that are sitting longer are not priced correctly, they're not ready to sell, and they still need some updates.
1: Mm hmm. Now, Earlier, you said there, there was, you pulled certain stats, and yep. there was 1,100 and... Yeah, 1,146. Okay. Now, and this is important to know about stats, yep. because we all pull them differently. Right. So the number I'm, I'm going to give is slightly different. That's why I clarified mine as Fresno Clovis
0: only, single family and PUD because I know a lot of people will use different numbers.
1: Okay, there's a difference because I put single-family, PUD, and condo.
0: Yeah, I know. I don't count the condos. I love condos, but i am put them on my numbers because I don't want to skew the single-family.
1: Okay, well, you're going to see there aren't that many condos out there because my number was 1,206. Yeah, uh, pretty know, good and close. Yeah, but, but it's not so much the 1,206, and, and those are the active listings Correct. that you can go out there and buy, and that was as of yesterday. Yep. Here's what's amazing, and the real eye-opener that I wanted to point out today, is that 842 listings are currently in escrow. Nice. 842, which with 1,200 homes out there, that is only a 1.4-month supply of inventory.
0: Exactly. That's why I love our market. So we're still eating up most of the homes. So that should tell our, our sellers, hey, if you have your home ready to go, you're going to sell it fairly quickly.
1: And we're going to talk about that in the next segment, about what sellers should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. Yes. In the following segment, we're going to be talking about buyers, what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. So the interesting thing about that 1.4-month supply of inventory is in the last six months, that's been going up, up, up. Correct. So... Maybe a year ago, we were at 1.4, and then all of a sudden, we. Shot, shot up into threes. Yeah, yeah. And economists will tell you that three to six months' supply of inventory is a normal, balanced market. Balance market. Yep, yep. So here we are um, going, I mean, we're absorbing it.
0: Yes. And if if you look at the numbers, probably, Don, for the past couple of years, the Fresno market has been below three, two, maybe in the ones to twos almost all the time. So that's what I like about our market. So that just tells us, tells the folks and experienced realtors on how to help their consumers uh, sell and buy houses. So
1: you keep saying you like the market. I do. All right. Why do you, you know, in one minute or less? Because then we got to go to a commercial break. Okay. Why do you love this Fresno Clovis market so much?
0: Well, first of all, it's fun. Okay, that's. <laughs> I love what I do. Okay, um, what I do is, is is what I love about the market is, people can still get the American dream. At a very affordable price. We are we may be the cheapest area in the state of California to buy a home and raise a family. And if you think about it, where we live, it's beautiful. All right? I, I hope everybody that's listening keeps remember when people badmouth Fresno, just let them keep and We won't keep it small to a point, <laughs> right? But, yeah, look at today. We have beautiful rain. You can see the mountains when the clouds are gone. Um, anywhere you want to go, it's an hour and a half, two-hour drive. Go snow skiing to the lake. It doesn't matter. You want to go to the beach. I mean, it's just a great jump-off place. For anywhere you want to go. Got great schools, great town. So that's why I love the market.
1: We may not have Disneyland here in no. Fresno, but we're sure close enough.
0: We're close enough that we can go visit and get out of the
1: drama. <laughs> All right. With that, we're going to our first commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back Welcome Home Radio, this is Don Scordino, your host, and we're here in the studio with Rip Hobby of REMAX Gold, a realtor and former lender, so you certainly know the real estate business. Both sides. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's good to have that lending experience because when you first meet with a buyer and you consult with them... You can add that perspective there.
0: Sure, you can help them out. You can help guide them a little bit and also uh, steer them away from maybe some predatory lenders that we feel or we hear about. Um, We're a tight-knit community, so we kind of want to take care of our customers uh, the best we can. So It's actually our fiduciary responsibility.
1: Speaking of predatory, I keep hearing a commercial about there's so many trillions of dollars of untapped equity out there. You can pay off your... High interest rate credit cards. It's like, but wait a minute. Stop and think about that. Um, before you before you refinance your home yeah. with one of those companies, keep this in mind. That dinner that you ate and put on your credit card, you're yep. going to be paying for that for 30 years. Yes. If you if you do it on a cash out refi. Yeah,
0: Don, didn't that start in like in 2004 to 2006 before the bubble popped in oh, yeah. 2008 and 2009? So here's my suggestion to everybody I talk to, never do an adjustable rate mortgage, ever. Even if you're an experienced homeowner, investor, what have you, just keep it flat. We don't know what's going to happen to the market. So you may save a few bucks in interest over the term. Who cares? Safety can't be bought.
1: Okay, and this comes from a guy who your first uh, mortgage was at? Would you say twelve and a half? Twelve and a half. Okay, and it comes from a guy who was doing loans when they were seventeen and a half. Right. So our point is, why do an adjustable? How much closer to zero are we gonna get? And uh, I mean, really, most experienced agents and loan officers
0: will tell their clients, make an extra payment a year, ten percent on the monthly principal a month, will knock that thirty year down to twenty three to twenty one. So. Just do a little bit extra and be safe. We don't know what's going to happen. I, I almost don't even tell them to do a 15-year. Just do 30. It makes the extra payment. If something happens, you've got the cushion. Or if you do a
1: 15-year and, and something happens, you don't have that cushion. Now you're in trouble. And the great part about mortgages, they are simple interest. Yes. So therefore, you might say, well, gosh, when am I ever going to have a whole extra payment? Yeah. Well, you don't have to do that. You could do it monthly. Yep. Pay $100 a month extra.
0: Even 100 bucks, even 50 bucks a month. It doesn't matter. Just do something. Or when you get your tax refund is what I like to use. Instead of blowing it on dinner or vacation what have you, it's not that much money. Make an extra house payment.
1: There you go. If
0: you get a tax refund.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's talk about seller challenges in the market today. Mm. Um, what would you say are those challenges for sellers?
0: Uh, number one challenge I think for sellers right now is going to be new home building especially if you're over 300000 So homeowners, you need to realize that your number one competitor is a brand new build. Um, they're going for over three they are in moving condition. Um, all the new latest energy updates. Uh, some of them are going to have Amazon Home, Solar. They're going to have all the bells and whistles. Uh, what I like to say in real estate, they're going to have all the little shiny lures. Okay. So, with that being said, they're going to go check those out. And all the agents that I know, uh, the smart agents are taking the buyers out to the new home developments and signing them in first. And then they're showing them the pre-existing second. So, I see a lot of agents doing that at my office. Secondly, um, so new home bills. Secondly, we have, well, we had lost a generation of buyers when the crash. So, we still lost that generation. They're not back in the market yet. Um, so we're hopefully those get back in. Thirdly is location and then condition and price. Uh, price could be number one, um, and all three could flip-flop however you want to do it, but price, location and condition. So if your house is not in a, a highly desired, uh, location, then you want it priced right and you want it in good condition with all the updates. And in my humble opinion as a real estate agent, it's death to a seller if you overprice your listing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and when we talked earlier about the statistics on days on the market, what really skewed that, where we were saying seventy two percent sold in sixty days, yeah. there was a pretty good handful that were over a hundred and twenty days.
0: Yeah, there's some even longer than that now. It's like scary. I know the ones that are you know a million and higher, they're a little bit, they're always longer on the market, but we're starting to see the the under you know close to threes getting longer and longer.
1: So what can a seller do to compete with that brand new home? So let's say you are at three hundred thousand. Yep. So you got competition from new home builders, um, but you you don't really want to go to all the trouble to paint, and, and clean up.
0: Oh, you gotta you got but you have to. Okay, it's, it's just it's gonna days on the market is gonna keep it in the six year lefts. It may even possibly get you more money. Than what you're thinking about because um, carpet and paint is the is the least and then the counters, uh, appliances, the yard. Uh, people can forgive the backyard a little bit, but they really want the curb appeal on the front to look good.
1: Well, that is the first impression.
0: Yeah, that's three seconds.
1: So the person that does the work gets the equity.
0: Yes. So either they can sell it in the current condition for less money, and they're going to get bombarded by solicitors to say, "Hey, I'll buy your house right now for cash," and they'll come in and try to you know, drop another twenty percent or just do the work and enjoy the benefits
1: mm-hmm. so um, th- now, when you said that it's if you, if you don't do it, it's not going to sell hey, you didn't say it like that you, you said it The days on market tactfully. The days on market is going to be longer, yeah. But but also the the way that a seller can keep it in its present condition of not fixed up mm-hmm. is you've got to drop the price yeah,
0: and then as as a buyer they're automatically going to come in um, to, uh, to for the sellers to realize this as a buyer comes in they they're already looking at multiple houses, so your house is being compared to other houses, so they're going to look at this and say they want three hundred thousand for this, and it needs x, y, and z. Those buyers are going to figure out how much it's going to cost and subtract that off the X, Y, and Z price. And next thing you know, they come in at 280. And the seller's like, hey, I'm not taking 280. Well, that's the price. (laughs) That's what they think the price is.
1: Yeah. So another challenge that I think for sellers is focus. Mm. So sometimes I I see sellers struggling with focus on what the local realtor is giving advice on or or a recommendation on price because they they're distracted by going online yep. and this app says it's worth 325 this one says it's worth 295 that one says 330 yeah what um what what's your take on that
0: and that's a great topic cuz I actually just did this yesterday for a house um uh, they want to list it for 360 to 370 and uh redfin trulia com, and zillow every one of them had different numbers um, from 328. None of them got to the 368. Uh, one one got to 360. But from 328 to 360, so how did they get their evaluations on that? Uh, I don't know what, how they use their algorithms or their AI on it, but that's why, uh, sellers, you want to c- uh, contact a local real estate agent, um, interview them, find out how long they've been in the market, some good questions, and then uh, we go from there because we have all the data to make sure that we can find out exactly what we feel your home should sell for.
1: So, That's a good question. How do those algorithms know? And here's a good example. Last week, I went into a home, and and my property profile that comes off county records said it was a three-bedroom, one-bath home. But when I walked in, sure enough, it was four bedrooms and two bathrooms, and that was the original build. Yeah. So I don't know how the county got it wrong, but if the county got it wrong, and without walking through that house...
0: Everybody else got it wrong. Yeah. Everybody, all the, all the online services, everybody is wrong.
1: And are they really an online service? No. Is service the right word?
0: No, they're a marketing company. That's what folks need to realize with Zillow, Redfin, Trulia, Movoto. Um, These guys are all online marketers. So what's going to happen is when you go in and let's just use Zillow because they're the biggest. Um, you go in and you search your home here for free. You get the value. You click. You want to see it. It gets uh, forwarded to a real estate agent with the... Um, consumer doesn't know is that that turns into a lead to a real estate agent or a mortgage lender and then and it turn the lender or realtor pays a fee to get that lead so basically you're selling yourself to zillow <laughs> so the
1: uh, realtor pays a fee is it yes. like 25 bucks oh, it depends on it depends
0: on what they do it could be a lot more <laughs> okay
1: i'm saying that in jest yeah. because it is a thousand more. Yeah,
0: that's a lot more. I mean, I, I know some agents that are spending twenty thousand dollars a month at Zillow. Quote some com- yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of them do it. I don't do it because I, I, I just that's my personal opinion. I'm not going to buy leads from that. I just do my own work. Yeah. So
1: you're not too lazy to work, then?
0: No, Matt. When you start in real estate in 2008, you better have some shoe leather.
1: You know, and that is a really good point. When you start it, during a down period, you learn how to work. Yep. It, and because it didn't come easy. No. Now, had you started in 2005, you might not be here today.
0: That's right. Most of those guys were gone. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to see it now with the, you know with the agents. Now we have a large amount of agents in the Fresno Association Association Realtors again. So, you know, market turn or shift, whatever you want to call it, we could see some uh, um, decrease in our size.
1: Yeah. And my advice to realtors that if it goes through a down period is remember real estate is a really hard job, yes, but it's a really great career it is so if you can look at it on the long period and look back yep. ten years, twenty years, the relationships that you build not only with your uh clients but with your competitors Yeah,
0: seller so realtors yeah. we have a great we have a great uh great association here, so we we all share. Uh, we all are competitive, but it's not um, it's not it's not a crazy thing because we all go to meetings. And one thing I like about it is the ethics in our community. We all have to follow ethics. Mm-hmm. So, and if someone doesn't follow it, then we get called on the carpet.
1: And you bring out a good point about the association because a seller challenge I was saying is focus. Yep. Our marketing focuses on marketing to other realtors to our competitors yes because this is the spirit of cooperation yes that's how we put a deal together we're not so much marketing to a uh niche market or a particular person in trying to sell it ourselves. heck when i do my marketing i'm trying to get you to sell it
0: yeah well that's what it's all cooperation we're you know we all help each other we're a team and the goal is to sell real estate and we want to make sure that the seller gets his maximum they can get and the buyer gets their home, and everybody leaves happy.
1: That's why it's a great career. It is. Because we work in a spirit of cooperation. Yeah. And that's how we're successful.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So with that, we're going to our next commercial break, so stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. Um, And here in the studio we have Rip Hobby of REMAX Gold. Rip seems to like our bumper music. I love it. Can you do me a favor tell Gerard Lozano that? uh, Because I've revamped the bumper music from the times that Gerard had these silly little songs on there.
0: Uh, You know, a little trivia on taking care of business. Elvis Presley had uh, TLC on his plane. Taking care of business is one of his uh, things he liked.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Mm-hmm. There but you go. then,
1: two, you know, I'm, I'm still young. That's it. Who is Elvis Presley? Yeah, I
0: don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. In the last segment, we talked about seller challenges. Now let's talk about buyer challenges. What What are the challenges out there facing buyers?
0: Okay. Well, the first one you have interest rates. So the big thing is, I see with buyers, uh, they interest rate um, sensitive. So they're getting pre-quals, and that's something that uh talk on a lot is pre-qual versus uh, uh, approval. So some lenders are giving them uh, approvals. They should have never, been. I've had two um, last year at the end of the year that had pre-approvals from lenders, both online out-of-area lenders, by the way. Um, and they should not have been approved at all. So I got them to a local lender just to check on them, and there was no way they would be able to buy a home in the, probably in the next six to eight months. So that was one thing for the buyers. Use a local professional and get you uh, approved. Not in a pre-qual. But approval. What I mean by that is you give them your bank statements, your W-2, uh, your pay stubs. Give them everything. Let them run you 100%. Uh, maybe even get you a desktop underwriter, which means you go through the system. You're 100% approved. So when you go and write that offer with that seller, we can give the agent, like I've, I'm representing a buyer and I go to see Don. So Don, I've got an offer for you. And by the way, I already have them approved and here's their DU. And Don knows what that means. It means they've been Underwritten, and we should have uh, a clear sailing to close. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing is just make sure we're on an online, uh, we're a local loan officer. I highly discourage um, online out of town lenders just because the seller and the agents are going to look more favorable to a local lender, is the number one. So if you want to buy the house, you buy local.
1: <laughs> yeah. And you know, okay, I, it, it just hit me as you were saying the word local mm-hmm. several times, and I think every week. Well, whoever the guest is, it, it's they say the same thing. Local. local. Yeah. And it hit me that we are one of two industries that we always favor local. Yeah. Uh, local is so important. Yes. And but you want to know what the second industry is? Go ahead. Weather forecasting. Local, yeah. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> so, hey, it might, today it's raining around here. Yep. It might be sunny in Florida. Yep. So local... Matters. It especially does, especially in real estate. Well, yeah, look and at, weather. Yeah,
0: all of us are local. The realtors here, we're local. We live here. We raise our families here. We own houses here. We pay taxes here. So let's keep a local. Help our community.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's another thing. When you don't do it local, let's say you get a, a loan online, you're sending your money that you are going to spend anyway. You're sending it back to Pennsylvania or wherever Ohio, yeah,
0: yeah, same thing with some real estate companies now that there you see the real estate boom, right, so a lot of mortgage brokers or lenders or, or i'm sorry real estate brokers are coming in, and they're not even from our country. I'm not going to mention any names, but folks, if you're using a company that um has a different name, you know, check out where the money because that profit is not even staying in the United States, let alone local, it's gone, mhm, so
1: yeah. So, And I think a good thing, like when you say the name, check to make sure that local company is, local. is with the Fresno Association yeah. of Realtors that, that represents this area.
0: Yeah, that's huge because that helps also the seller and the buyer and the realtor. If they're not a local agent, they may not adhere to the same standards that we do or if they're not a realtor. So if they're a realtor, they, we obtain to a higher standard than just a sales agent.
1: So you mentioned the ethics. How important is that? Let's say for a buyer.
0: Oh, it's huge. You want a, an agent that's going to represent you, we have a fiduciary responsibility and our utmost care to take care of our clients. We're not used car salesmen. We're not going to try to strong arm you to the table to buy a house. So I've been at this long enough. You can look at the buyers when they're looking at the house, they'd like the house. I don't, I don't um, sell houses. I sell homes. And I help the family find the home. Or better yet, we have we have, we help the home find the ha- family. <laughs> so mm-hmm.
1: That reminds me one time I had a client say, what's your big closing line on a home? <laughs> and I thought about it and I said, well, I usually just say okay. He goes, what do you mean? I said, well, you're going to pick it. Yeah. And then you're going to ask me to let's write up that one. About a week later, we were out looking at homes and he goes, you know what? I like that last one. Let's write up an offer on it. Yeah. And I closed them with, okay.
0: No. right now, but no. <laughs> is that high pressure? No, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's about what I do. Or, but now in this market for the buyer, you got to be careful because if you like the home, somebody else is going to like the home with this low inventory. So, um, I say another, uh, obstacle for buyers is fear. So for the fear of unknown, I'm buying a home for the first time. That's why you want to be with an experienced real estate agent and experienced local lender because we're going to help you go through this where it's not going to um, derail you in life. We're not going to put you in a situation that's going to mess you up. Yeah, That's just not us.
1: And, and having that realtor there to consult with can alleviate fear.
0: Yes, well, you're hiring us as a professional realtor to take care of you. So we're going to look out for your interest. We're going to let you know, hey, we need to look at this, we need to look at that, uh, pest inspection, home inspection, that type of thing. We're going to watch uh, out for their best interest. Not for a paycheck, because we're not about the paycheck. We're about taking care of the consumer.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's how you build a career.
0: That's a career, not yeah, a job.
1: That's right. Because those people are going to remember it. Right. Um, fantastic. With sellers, I mentioned the word focus yes. quite a bit. I see a lack of focus sometimes from buyers mm-hmm. especially during the escrow process. Yeah. All right. What, would, what do you see there?
0: Oh, I've the same thing. So what will happen is we'll see the buyers come in um and we do our due diligence, we have a pest inspection, a home inspection, and as soon as we get the home inspection, it's like all of a sudden they want everything fixed. So whatever is on that, they want it taken care of. They got um um let's say, a, a cracked window, which is health and safety, that would be fixed. But let's say they just want a GFI, a GFCI in the kitchen, that should be fixed as well. But let's say it's um, the screen door needs to be replaced or it's got a, a broken slat. All of a sudden, the, the buyers want everything on that home inspection list fixed. And then as an agent, we're supposed to do what they want us to do. We advise them, you know, probably shouldn't do that, but... They have us to do that. We send it to the seller's agent. And next thing you know, we get a phone call saying, hey, this is not going to work. So we already reduced the house $10,000. We told you that up front. The seller's not paying for anything. Next Mm -hmm. thing you know, you have a a dilemma on who's going to move. And unfortunately, or the uh, deal I had last month was they had a collection come up at the end at funding. Mm. And wanted the seller to pay for her, pay off her collection of two thousand dollars, and they had already reduced to ten thousand. I'm like, it's not going to happen. So we canceled escrow. That buyer lost her um, appraisal money, her home inspection money, and whatever else she paid to the lender,
1: which would have been at least half of that two thousand dollars. That's
0: easy, thousand dollars. And
1: the collection did belong to the, the buyer. Yeah. Now sometimes. You can't lose focus, though, on the transaction. Sometimes you don't go with principle because you're staying focused. Right. I know a buyer that had a great location, buying a home with a great location, great price, and then the seller made one of those unrealistic demands hmm. and wanted about another $1,000 that was not in the contract. Yeah. Um, well... The buyer did not lose focus, went through, went against principle, paid the extra $1,000. And, of course, that was an $80,000 home near St. Agnes Hospital Nice. that's now worth at least three times as much.
0: Yeah, that was a good move.
1: Yeah, but that buyer did not lose focus yeah, I have on one. location.
0: That's good. I have one buyer also right now. Um, a tax lien came up on the seller of $25,000 federal tax lien and the buyer, because he likes the property, is willing to pay the extra and wow. give the, 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 give the seller 25 to close. Wow. So obviously it's a good location.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who's in, who in negotiating right now? Who's in charge, buyer or seller?
0: Uh, both. <laughs> so whoever's throwing the pitch is in control at the point. Uh, but I think they need to be realistic. Okay, So how do we sell real estate? A uh, buyer or seller agreeing on a price and we sell it. So it's got to be an agreeable uh, uh, negotiation. Um, we hate to get emotional in it and that's why you use a real estate agent, a professional real estate agent, to kind of keep you through negotiations. Um, just nice and easy and just kind of move through it. But Right now, uh, typical, like you said earlier, three to six months is a stable market. So right now, numbers would tell you that it's a seller's market. But the demand of uh, eating it up halfway says we have a lot of buyers. So I have seen buyers walk from unrealistic demands of the seller and vice versa.
1: So it's a seller's market as long as the seller stays inside the market. Correct. When the seller gets un- Ruly in their demands, they're no longer in the market.
0: Yeah, or they have an unrealistic price, sales price. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that's a good way to yeah. put it. Yeah.
0: Because then so, the house still has to appraise.
1: So if the value of a home is right at three hundred thousand, the seller, it's a seller's market. If yeah. you're priced at three hundred yes. or three hundred five. Yeah. But if you price at three twenty-five, you're outside the market now.
0: You're, you're outside the market now. You've just opened your house up just to be a showing home.
1: Yeah, and you're now in a the seller price their home to where they're now in a buyer's market because yep. you're going to have so few buyers yeah. that when one comes along
0: you better yeah now we're going to say you better take this it's been 65 days and no offers um, earlier we were talking and it's like the uh, point was if you're outside of the market you're going do death to your home so what's one thing that you hear from buyers all the time when you see a house 60 days or more on the market what's wrong with the house how come it hasn't sold
1: mm-hmm <laughs> That's one of my pet peeves. I just got to say it. Right. Sometimes you go to the doorstep and, you you know, I'm working the lockbox to get us into the house. We haven't even seen it yet. And they want to know how how many days on the market. Yeah. And it's like, let's wait and see if you even like the house first. (laughs) All right. With that, we're going to go to our next commercial break. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and here in the studio we have Rip Hobdi of REMAX Gold, a realtor for past 10 years prior to that. Yep. Lending. Lending. Years. Mortgage lending. Yep. So you've been in the real estate business 20 years. Yep. So like the commercial says, you know a thing or two because you've seen a thing or two. Yeah, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> Hope I don't get in trouble for stealing that commercial, you know, that we're online. <laughs> okay. I want to share with everybody a thought that crossed my head yesterday. It, and this is about renting versus buying. Okay. First of all, a couple of days ago I get a phone call from my daughter's friend who had a rental problem and uh, with you know with the landlord not fixing something and I said, "Well, gosh, this doesn't sound like it'd be very hard to fix." Why don't you just do it? She goes, no. That's why I, I rent and I don't buy because I want the landlord to do it. Mm-hmm. I said, well, then you got to take time off work to let somebody in your home. It, 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 and it was too simple of a repair. Okay, so she finally said, I see what you're saying. Thank you. All right. Now, yesterday, I, of course, you know, had to hurry up and get to work. Uh, go to open the garage door and snap. Uh-oh. There goes a cord. Oh. Garage door won't open. Yep. The next ten minutes was really difficult on me. I bet. Um, and I, but I went at it, and it was. I'm, I'm sure if anybody was watching me, it was. It could have been on a sitcom, because <laughs> <laughs> I used three different ladders to prop it up, at, you know, for height until it was high enough to where I could get the car out. Wow. And. Um, but here's what on my point here, my daughter's friend had said, this is why she rents so that it's the landlord's problem. I was totally 100% focused on getting that done yeah. because I own it and I, I didn't have anybody else to call. Yeah. It was me. Right. And that is a, there's a freedom of that. Yes. So I called a repairman. He said, oh, I'm sorry, Don, I can't make it today. I said, hey, tomorrow's fine. But my point is, I have the freedom. I'm in total control here, and I don't have to worry. Even though it's my responsibility, yeah, I don't have to worry about somebody else maybe fixing it or maybe not. Heck, I even have options. I might go with new garage doors now.
0: Right, and one little tip since we're talking about sellers and buyers, put a home warranty on your home when you buy or sell. So that way, if something does break, it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg to fix it. Mm-hmm.
1: What other advantages are there to rent versus buy? You, well, you were mentioning earlier about there's a lot of new apartment construction,
0: large large units being uh, built in Fresno and Clovis right now. I just noticed um, several of them, um, what 50, 60 size, 60 units. Um, so, and i believe in that most of those are starting at 12 to 1400 a month. So. At twelve to fourteen hundred dollars a month, you can buy a nice home in Fresno, California, for fourteen hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And the benefits of, if we've seen it over and over and over again, when a person owns a home, a family owns a home, uh, the neighborhood's better when it's owner occupied. The kids do better in school, the families do better, the community does better. So that's why it's, home ownership is one of the best things that the country can do, is enlarge home ownership.
1: And and you put it on a fixed rate mortgage.
0: Fixed that is stability and safety and uh, alleviates the drama to the least possible denominator.
1: Earlier in the show, Rip, you mentioned that you should never do an adjustable rate yeah. mortgage. Well, isn't renting like an adjustable rate mortgage?
0: Renting is exactly an adjustable rate mortgage because your rent's going to go up what three to five percent every year.
1: Mm-hmm. Even if you live in Santa Monica where they have rent control. Yep they have They have indexes on those. it can go up so much percent every year, yes. so it is like an adjustable rate mortgage that you advised us not to do
0: yep I know and it's just I, I just keep it local, keep it safe and same thing the other thing that's a benefit of home ownership is property taxes that 's why we have some nice schools here because of the bonds we put on our property taxes. Um, I'm not a big fan of bonds too much anymore. If you get your property tax bill, it's going to be like 25 line items on there. It's like, good night. Yeah. But anyways, that's the benefit. You know, the roads, um, we're supposed to have nice roads for all the money we pay, but the home ownership, the property tax, it helps build stability for the local neighborhood and our local community.
1: And that's a word you've used a lot today, stability.
0: Yep, stability yeah. and local.
1: Yeah, yeah. And... The more you keep your money local, the more stability we'll have here.
0: Yeah, we're going to help other people get jobs. We're going to build schools. We're going to build families. I mean, it's just all together. We keep it local. uh We built our community, not somebody else's.
1: I just thought of something. So when you sell my listing yeah. or vice versa, Right. We're helping one another make our mortgage payment next month. Exactly. (laughs) Not
0: only that, we're helping uh, uh, our lenders. We're helping the bank. We're helping the insurance agents that we know. We're helping everybody, the floor guys, air conditioning, heating. Uh, I mean, goodness, there's uh, 45 people involved in an average real estate transaction. So we are basically the hub of the economy in, in Fresno right now because every real estate transaction that sells, up to 45 people involved.
1: And not it goes beyond that, too, because there's that ripple effect. Once somebody buys a home, they're going to start going to, let's say, Orchard Supply Hardware to buy things. Not anymore. Oh, wait.
0: Home Depot (laughs) or Lowe's.
1: Oh, that's right, because Orchard Supply Hardware got affected by all the online sales.
0: Yep, exactly. Online. Keep it local.
1: You know, that was a purposeful slip on my part. I'm glad you did.
0: That's why I said. Keep it local, guys. I meant lending, realtors, everything. Just escrow companies whatever it is involved keep it local we have a great community of um, realtors and affiliates here in the fresno county and the consumer should know that of most uh, most of all is we are a very tight-knit community we take care of our our clients utmost care and we look after it and part of our fresno association realtors uh, we have a board of an ethics board if something does happen we go in front of a panel, and it's a, a jury of our peers, so to speak, and, and it gets heard, and it gets taken care of. So the consumer should know that we police our own, and we do a good job of that. Mm-hmm.
1: So what is the difference between being a realtor and a real estate licensee?
0: Oh, it's, well, it's a big difference. First of all, if you're a realtor, you've, uh, you adhere to the ethics of the National Association of Realtors, also are FAR. If you're a uh, uh, sales agent, you do not adhere to that. You don't live to the ethics that we want you to live up to. So basically, it's a realtor versus a used car salesman. Mm-hmm. So the used car salesman, not so ethic ethical.
1: Okay. and um,
0: I apologize oh, to the used car guys. <laughs> yeah, they're not all bad. No. <laughs>
1: um, and if there is a bad realtor... Yes. It'll probably come up. They'll, they'll have an ethics hearing. Yes. Uh, and like you say, we take care of our own.
0: Yeah, and also the consumer can go to the Department of Real Estate and make a, a, a claim on them there as well. And we, we see that and we take care of it. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, I would like to ask you, Rip, um, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's discussion? Because we we discussed a lot, a lot of different topics.
0: And it's a great time to buy and sell in Fresno. And we want to keep it local. So local helps everybody else. It helps your kids in school, helps them do better in school, helps our community um, from the property tax. It helps to build stability in our families, and it just helps keep the Fresno market moving. So by keeping it local, when I get a paycheck, I spend my money here. When you get a paycheck, you spend your money here. When a paycheck gets cashed by an out-of-town, out-of-state person, that money goes to their Community, not our community. We have enough challenges in our community with, with homelessness, roads, air, what have you. So we need all the help we can just by keeping it local. Help our our local community stay stable and let's just keep growing.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, the thing I want people to remember most is something that you have said over and over again on this show, and it's about stability. Yeah. Um, home ownership does bring stability. I think if you were to do stats, and I don't have them off the top of my head, but how long does somebody stay in, a, in the same home, same school district yeah. and such, if they're a homeowner versus a renter, I think you're going to see quite a bit. Seven
0: years, I think. Five to seven years, easy where they stay put. Yeah. Rentals, yeah. not so much.
1: Right. Okay. Uh, 30 seconds or less. What's your best real estate advice?
0: Uh, Best real estate advice, let's stay focused and keep it local. And then use an experienced real estate agent. um, I actually say a realtor. And uh, let's use a Fresno agent, guys. Uh, We know you all have family. Or Clovis. Or Clovis, excuse me, yeah, Fresno area. Fresno area. Uh, We know you have family, uh, but let's keep it local. All
1: right. All right. Well, thank you very much to our listeners for tuning in today. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Rip, for sharing your pearls of wisdom.
0: If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here.
1: That's right. Thank you, and we'll be back on next Saturday, 9 to 10. Yeah, Have a great day.